thanks for having me and it is really exciting. I'm new to this job. I've been um, the Toolbox Business Activity Manager since November. Uh, I inherited a really rich media uh, project. I inherited um, a, a wealth of people who work um, for in the development of uh, the projects that um, come out as toolboxes. The iteration at the moment is Series 14. So Series 13 of the 2010 toolboxes um, and we are currently midway, David and Kath, aren't we? Midway through Series 14. So um, we're getting there really quickly. Uh, the Series 14 is midway because they're only a six-month project this year. There was a big shift in the way that DWA um, funds uh, all of us that work in government. They've moved from a January to December funding model to a July to June funding model. So it meant that for a lot of the projects that you've seen coming out of the framework, they have been they, they used to be funded from January or February through to November, December. Currently, they're uh, we're trying to catch up. So we've sort of had these six-month projects. Um, the toolboxes are numbered, so by having series 14, it tells you we've had 14 years of content development in this area. When you're looking at your blue sheet of paper, if you could just hold that up for me, um, you'll notice that every toolbox has a number next to it. <clears throat> if you count backwards, the toolbox number would be, if it's a, a 3.05, you minus 14 or 3 from 14, it will tell you that it's 11 years old. So it will tell you when it was developed. Okay, hence the reason that the, the later the number, the more recent the toolbox. Now somewhere along the way what we have done is we've tried to repackage some of the older toolboxes. I think we're back to about, or we've done up to about series 6. So anything before series 6 may not necessarily be available in smaller learning objects. It might actually be series 3, but I can't remember. Shane, do you know that offhand? Okay, so what we've done is that you've got the major toolbox, which are, which are available for purchase, $400 plus GST, the whole package, or there's the toolbox repository, the learning object repository network. When we fund people for development, what we say to them is that we want you to produce something that goes from front to back, from 1 to 10. But we also want you to segregate it into small components so that if all you are interested in is that learning object, you can go in and take that and then customise it to meet the needs of your particular industry. So I was, um, before we started, just chatting to people, think, trying to find out what industries or what particular things you're interested in, to be able to then say to you, if, if OH&S is something that you're interested in, it doesn't matter whether you're in um, plumbing or um, finance, everybody does OH&S. There's probably some material in there that you can take and deposit into a learning management system and actually build and customise that. And I'm sure that that's what Shane will talk to you a little bit about. So they are very, very rich. Don't walk away thinking that just because I'm going to show you a plumbing uh, toolbox that it's not relevant to what you're interested in. So, um, Series 13, if you want to just hit the button, we've got seven um, toolboxes that, are, uh, that have been developed. Very quickly, Licence to Plum, number two. Um, if you could just... I'm just going to quickly show you what they are and then ask you a couple of questions. So Harness the Sun. Music. Sustainable Manufacturing. Timber Plus. This is the second toolbox for the timber uh, industry. Fresh or Freezing. Air, air Conditioning. Squeaky clean, asset maintenance. Um, and then we move into series 14. So we've got build green, sustainable building in the construction area. We've got numbers, which is basic numeracy. Um, working, across, um, working across carpentry and, and some of the entry-level apprenticeship courses, but looking at really basic numeracy. Timber, sustainable timber, so their third project. 
um, language links, which is Certificate 3 in community uh, in education support. So uh, people that, w that are working in primary schools and secondary schools as volunteers. And English at Work, which is the first English uh, as a second language toolbox that's ever been developed. So, okay, you can stop that one. Now, just to get an indication, what I've got is just some rolling examples of what they might look like. Wondering whether there's any of those Series 13s that particularly you'd like to see. Um, have a look at. There was sustainable manufacturing, yeah? Yeah? Anybody else got anything? Anyone interested in the cleaning one? All of them? Music? Fresh or freezing. Fresh or freezing? Okay, let's go. Pick one. I'll show you the ones. Um, it doesn't really matter. Yep, just pop the bottom. Now, that should work by itself. Okay, fresh or freezing is not yet ready for sale. <laughs> it's that close. We've currently got four that have been launched, and I believe that a framework media release came out yesterday. Um, and the four that are available, sustainable manufacturing, um, plumbing, uh, license to plumb, harness the sun, and music are all available. The three that are not are fresh or freezing, squeaky clean, and timber. We've just got a couple of final, 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 final glitches that just have halted them from going to production. You can see with this one that there's a range of activities. I haven't um, shown you the live thing because by the time I click through, you know, you'll get bored with me. So I figured I'd just let it roll and, t and tell you a little bit about what um, what actually is involved in each of these. The fresh or freezing is it supports the certificate two in refrigeration and air conditioning. So it's quite a certificate two to certificate four. It's based around a company and they have clients. As per some, most of the other toolboxes, it's around a scenario-based approach. Um, predominantly, if you are interested in health and safety, this is a really good one because there's lots to do with working safely, with working with um, in industry. Uh, I think of the four, the three sections, the third section is the only one that's specific to the industry. So all of this resource you can go in and have a look at. Some quite good quizzes in there. There's some really good downloadable documents. Um, you can see by the examples, this one's very hard to see, but this is actually a, um, a factory and you have to move things around and identify what's not um, appropriate and then it gives you some really good feedback <coughs> and it follows up with another activity. Um, it's at the forefront. This toolbox is the first one for this industry and employers um, need, or employees need to be aware of the technical requirements in working here. Uh, it's becoming important for the entry level um, of this particular industry and it covers domestic and commercial uh, delivery. Um, the theory upon which the refrigeration and air conditioning units are built include the mathematical, the plan reading and material identification and they can be used to support lots of areas. Um, the cohort that this has been targeted at, targeted at is predominantly young males um, to undertaking their first qualification as an apprentice. So it's entry level and it's highly um, of high demand. We've had lots of inquiries about this one. It assumes that the students will have prerequisite units, um, but it will be good for vet and schools units. Um, my son's doing an engineering pre-apprenticeship or something, vet and schools. And I, um, you know, I'm going to tell the, uh, the secondary school he goes to won't know about this, but I'll tell them about this and this will become a really good resource that they'll be able to use when they're not in TAFE. Um, okay, let's see what else it talks about. It's around five units of competence. Each unit is broken down into a range of topics. There's practical activities. There's case studies. Um, there's a whole range of check your knowledge information. 
Um, there's research into workplace practices, communicating and sharing information, practice through additional questions, some really good standalone interactive activities and downloadable documents. So when you go in and have a look, and these are all free to have a look at in the preview on the, rep on the repository, you'll be able to see what you like and then be able to access and take away the things that you want. Um, you're greeted by a welcome message. Who, from Ray who owns Fresh or Freezing and he introduces you to his team and uh, they're the apprentices and he outlines what the toolbox is about um, particularly the working, working safely is a really good unit uh, talks about hazards, it talks about customers, risk management so if there are things that you're interested in um, you can you know, have a look at those materials okay, harness the sun now, if you go into this one online today, it might not work very well. So give it uh, a little bit of time. This one's particularly around the uh, photo photovoltaic systems. And um, particularly, this one is quite good because it talks about the mental role and the electrical role. And so they do this um, backwards and forwards, always giving you two sides of the coin. It's been developed for certificate for an electrical um, with a particular focus on pho photovoltaic systems, which I have no idea what they are. It, it addresses three units of competence from this qualification, and it's for licensed electricians to operate as accredited designers and installers of photovoltaic systems. Um, it was formerly a niche product, but are now being used to provide cost-effective zero greenhouse emission uh, energy to national homes and businesses. Um, over the last decade, photovoltaic has been the world's most rapidly growing energy source with markets increasing at a compound rate of about 40% per year over this period. The Australian Government offers um, rebates to individuals and organisations but only if these systems are installed by accredited installers. So there's obviously an increasing demand to get the right qualification. Um, in this one, the focus is around a learn about and then a working, it's quite high level literacy and numeracy and it's a learn about area, an activity, um, a mentor device. This is something new in this one where it talks about the virtual mentor introducing himself and providing the learner with guidance by highlighting the objectives of the job and then actually allowing the students to work through it. Okay, let's go license to pay. Licensed to Plum is the second one for the plumbing industry. Um, it supports the certificate four in plumbing and services in the operations stream. It brings the number of units in this particular area to eight and um, it addresses all six of the plumbing streams for which a license is required. So water, drainage, sanitary, gas, roofing and mechanical services. It's designed to provide higher level skills to experienced um, plumbing and service industry tradespeople. The qualification features four streams which are geared to meet the needs of particular industry groups including those with supervisory or project design responsibilities. Um, quite a lot of numeracy in this one but high level numeracy so mapping, design, site plans, even though it's talking about um, the plumbing component, it could be used across many of the construction uh, industry projects as well. They have this uh, little handy gizmo and um, it leads you through sending emails, PDAs, so it uses a PDA format, sends you information, you have to open it up. So for a lot of the tradies out there, using technology, using a, a toolbox, is one step, but actually then embedding within it the use of technology is another one. I'm not sure what it's like up here in, Victoria, in New South Wales, but in Victoria, about six years ago, one of the big um, building companies, house building companies, gave all of their managers a PDA. And the PDAs, they went, oh, that's really nice, and they put them in the top drawer. 
and didn't use them. So the idea here is to be able to say, let's inbuild the use of this technology in your training so that you can then go out and use it. Um, three units of competence. Just to give you an idea, uh, plan, size and layout heating and cooling. So this could nicely align to the air conditioning. Um, fresh or freezing, plan size and layout sanitary pipework and plan size and layout roof drainage. So if you're thinking about the numeracy involved in those, it's quite a lot of work that could be used or a lot of information that can be used in many industries. These guys, they say this one's targeted at the higher level. So you're talking about that higher level tradie that's looking perhaps to go into management or working in their business or getting a further qualification. Follows the same layout as the previous one and it works through a process of having a ground, the groundwork, having a topic that you plan, looking at the layout of that particular information, then sizing, so around you know how big a pipe is, how big the roofing, how big the plan is, how much they require, giving it a go, and then actually taking that back to something they call on the job. So always coming back to what's happening in your workplace and how can you implement that. Okay? Debbie, you want to take questions from the first three? Yes. Are there any general questions about the sort of content how they might be implemented? I'd really be keeping that in there. Go to music. Music certificate two. So this is, um, I think, going to be a highly sought out um, project. Uh, or bunch of material, this is quite dark, um, and it's certificate two in uh, creative um, industries. Particularly this one, we had hoped would be a lot more uh, interactive, but we're limited by how much you can actually do online and fit within the requirements of technical. The um, the output, though, will allow the students to do lots and lots of creative work. So with this one, they work through a process where they learn, then they prepare, then they build, they have a go, and then they have to present. So it's very much about giving them the background skills and then getting them to go away and create their own music. Um, it is for the lower levels, Certificate 2, but it's got a real... Um, Got a real focus uh, for vet in schools and for, I'm not sure what you call it, vet in schools, yeah, in New South Wales, yeah. Um, in Victoria, we also have VCAL, which is the Victorian Certificate of Applied Learning, which is a year 11 and 12 kind of equivalent to the, the general high school certificate, um, but it has a vet focus. It's quite revolutionary because it's using the technology, technology particularly getting the students to use computer recording and composition software. So the output is really lent to the background and theory, the underpinning work that's built into the, the music toolbox. Um, it's about multi-skilling this cohort and giving them an output, giving them something real that they can take away. Um, it's undergoing, this industry is undergoing enormous change and it's, it's something that we have to look at and see how we can work with these, this particular cohort and give them uh, outcome, give them something real tangible uh, in terms of their output. Um, it includes a learner-centred task. Um, a guided learning pathway, a range of, focuses on a range of learning preferences and styles and gives them a whole lot of online resources that they can use. Apparently this guy is somebody really famous and so all the young kids will know who he is. Um, but it's really focusing on the notion that you start with a unit and a task, you land on the about page, um, you use the navigation to go to other pages, you find a description of the task and you link to the workbook, you prepare, which um, provides students with what they need to do to prepare for a task and help them work through that. Um, they, they then actually go about and create, so they find out how to do things and then they go away and actually build it. And at the end, the sharing is the final stage of the process. This must have been the first one I did. <laughs> Okay, squeaky clean is asset maintenance and um, 
this one, I know from experience that there's been very little in this particular industry. The cohort is predominantly without a year 12 qualification um, and that the industry, the managers that work in large industries, uh, large companies in this industry have worked their way up and so often come without any formal qualification. This is an attempt to give them some qualification. It's also there to run and the chemical component, the chemistry component in this one is fantastic. So it's, it's quite good um, even outside the cleaning industry. Um, I worked with a cleaning company as a well trainer and they have no resources. They had nothing there. So it's quite good. This one has got quite a lot of interactivity in it, so it's always about looking at who the cohort is. Generally uh, older, in their 30s to 50s, but with low level literacy. This one's not yet released. It's that far away. Um, and it was interesting, I was talking to the project manager the other day and she was saying that one of the biggest problems they had was that they employed someone as the subject matter expert and he had shocking writing skills. And it's kind of representative of the cohort. We're asking um, the cleaners to, up, to stand up and move forward, to um, take on other positions using technology, but they actually don't come with the original skills or the, the base skills, the underpinning skills. Uh, Simple, quite clear, nice, easy style um, and again really in, in hot demand here. Um, really good to use, uh, again I'm sorry I keep saying I'm not sure what happens in New South Wales but when you look at what the government is funding for unemployed groups, and the, the sense in Victoria is that a lot of them are working towards um, asset maintenance, childcare, aged care, some of the lower level qualifications. This will be a really good resource, particularly for private RTOs that are running the shorter courses or having students come through on funded, funded places. So it'll just enhance the resources that are out there. Um, and it shouldn't be too far away. What it does do, which I quite liked, was that it allows the, the learner to answer the questions for the assessment, both in an oral manner and in a written format. So if the student is um, having difficulty with the written language, there's instructions for working with their trainer, their, their teacher, to actually answer the questions orally and then be assessed and marked off according to that. So it's, they've thought quite a lot about the particular cohort of students that they're working with, which I think is really good. Um, you can see how it works. Um, they go through the process of saying about, learn it, apply it, do it. So again, that process of here's the information, have a go, take it out there and bring it back as an assessable task. Um, Lots of things in the general resources which are really good and you can see the different types of activities there, quiz, discussions, workplace activities. <coughs> Their um, induction book into Squeaky Clean which is for the cohort. They use the Mid Valley, I think it's called the Mid Valley Secondary School as the uh, environment that's been employed to go in and clean and everything's built around that scenario. So it's quite good. The induction book's quite good. It goes through a lot of information. Again, some really good information around hazards and risks and um, dangers in the workplace. So quite, quite a, a clever sort of um, uh, piece of information there. Okay, that should come to the end. So we're hoping this one will be out in the next couple of weeks. <coughs> I think this is the first time I've seen anything at this level on risk management, so I quite liked that, that whole risk matrix. Um, again, you can see the apply, use safe procedures, be prepared. Okay, what have we got left? Um, Timber we've got, but I'm leaving that one till last. Harness the sun. That's it, I think. Okay, David, do you want to come and... Can I put you on the spot? David and Kath are from Workspace Training and they actually developed this toolbox. So we're very lucky to have um, two of the developers in the room and it'd be really good if they wanted to... Eddie wanted a microphone. 
that they represent but they are the most dedicated team that we have on board so it's fantastic the amount of work that they've put into this and what is going back into their industry so you're just saying that because we're here yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah sure uh, yes well it's the second toolbox in the timber series which is why we called it timber plus the first one was called the Timber Toolbox, and the home page, the splash page says Part Two. There's nine units. Uh, these are all at Certificate Two and Three level, and they're uh, core and um, elective units that are very commonly used. Uh, there's three forms of assessment that can be submitted. That, that was the three there. The pages are set out in a more conventional manner because um, our learners are not very used to using computers. So we haven't tried to uh, overburden them with too much um, sort of web-based gizmos. So we, we keep the pages as clean as possible. Uh, our industry um, was very keen to have content-rich uh, units. So there's a lot of information in them and there's uh, very little need for the learners to go elsewhere to find information. Uh, so we've, we've tried to give them as much as possible. Uh, lots of web links for people who want to follow them up, uh, but our learners tend to need encouragement to use computers in the first place. So we try to present the information on the screen where we can. Uh, this is this unit relates to preventing fires, and uh, our industry ranges from uh, forest growing through to harvesting, timber manufacturing, which includes frame and truss, uh, timber merchants, which are the um, timber yards in suburban areas. So it's it's a big, in, it's a very diverse industry, which is why in this unit, preventing fires, we have to go from forest fires right through to on-site fires in ordinary um, built-up areas. Uh, the images are dark. They look okay on a screen, but I think it's the um, projection. Uh, that's a transcript. We've got little case studies where people talk about what they do, and their, uh, the case studies are designed to support people doing the assignments. Um, literacy can be a problem in our industry, so the transcripts are designed to help people with literacy problems look at sentence structure and keywords, and it helps them to formulate their own answers. Um, I'm, I'm the project manager, Kath's the instructional designer, so that's so we're basically the team. Where I say the, um, the wealth of knowledge and, and uh, that we get, nine units of complex is amazing. You know, how many in the first one? Eight. There were six. Six in the first one and three two. Two in the next one, which is a smaller project. So, you know, in three years, nine, six, to fifteen, seventeen units of confidence is you know going to go a long way. Uh, for that industry that you know really hasn't had anything online, so it's it's remarkable the work that that goes in, and I think uh, evidence is that where we funded or refunded a, a, a second and or third project, it's really strengthened um, that particular industry. If this is all that forestry gets, well, you know there's there's a, quite a good chunk of learning that's happened. Same with the plumbing, you know we've funded two there, so eight units of competence in you know in two years it gives you an idea a sense of um, you know what we hope will support the field hang on 
I've got a question for you, Kath. Um, yes. I'm just wondering with the low level of literacy and um, you mentioned previously around keywords to address that issue. Can you speak a little bit more to that on how you're managing that throughout the, the toolbox? Um, we do. We, we have a glossary as part uh, of each uh, each of the units has a has a glossary that uh, the learners can refer to, um, and I suppose the key words are, are, are linked to that glossary. Uh, I think that the case studies really help the the, the the learners a lot because it sort of gives them examples of the sorts of um, uh, questions that they need to respond to in the assessment. There's a lot of um, activity in the toolbox where it's um, identifying particular vocabulary and then using that in drag and drops and different types of self-assessed uh, learning activities that the students can do. Mm -hmm. So it's about highlighting and the, the level of language that you use is quite simple. It's quite plain English mm. um, and it's almost that uh, the conversation you would have if I was talking to you. So it's the, the you know, the tone of the language represents um, how you might talk to someone. It's, it's quite informal, it's quite relaxed, um, very structured around understanding who the cohort of learners are. Do you have something to add? Yeah, can I say a few words? Yeah. Um, our background in e-learning is actually with well projects, which are um, very much literacy assisted. And although the timber industry in general has a uh, relatively low literacy level, it's um, quite varied. So there's people with good literacy as well. So we, uh, we had to design a toolbox that wasn't too demeaning for people who have ordinary or good reading skills. Um, but in our uh, well projects, we use uh, keywords that we put up on a screen and we sync them with a voiceover. So people see phrases and words coming up as the voice says it, which helps to reinforce it. And we've used a little bit of that in this toolbox. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions? Thank you. Thanks for being uh, able to jump in on the spot. I just thought it was really good to have um, the developers talk rather than me talk, particularly about their project. Um, you know, and, and the work that they've gone through and I can represent it as a project manager but having somebody that's, you know, put their time into it is far more important. The one we haven't done is sustainable manufacturing and I was going to go straight to the website for this one. Um, the sustainable manufacturing one is uh, released and... Ah, oh, yes, okay, because we're linked to that one now, aren't we? You're this on one on here, one. yeah. Oh, no, I'm not. Do you want to use, I can use the other yeah, one? Yeah, can you use the other one? You'll, um, the sustainable manufacturing one's an interesting one. Uh, it's a really cleverly sought out and it will be well used, uh, focused around um, the whole notion of uh, the manufacturing. I'm sure you've all seen the Lego um, manufacturing activity that came out last year that was built in New South Wales, in uh, Victoria. Um, this one is based around Certificate 2 um, to the Advanced Diploma, so it runs across a number of areas. If you want to go into this one, I think it's up here. Mick Carlo. Carlo's an interesting fellow, but I wanted to take you to the toolbox tour. It might take a little while to load. Um, gives you a good indication of the project. The reason I uh, thought I'd pick this one is that it comes with some audio sitting behind it, and the others were just more sort of more pictures and, and uh, image, but this one has, um, has Carlo explaining. Carlo drives everybody mad, but he does what he needs to do, so that's the important thing. Um, in this particular industry, there's, real, uh, there's no real history of training and no traditional trades. It means there are many workers. I'm done. You may have already had the pleasure of meeting him. Welcome to the tour of the Sustainable Manufacturing Toolbox. I'll take you through some of the screens to help you get the most out of the tool. As you can see on the home page, there are three units for you to... <coughs> 
before you start any of the units in the toolbox, you might want to have your skills and experience recognized by working through the Recognition and Learning Plan Tool, or RLP tool for short. Once you select a unit, you'll see the induction page. From this page and any other, you can move around the unit using the left navigation. On the induction page, you can find out what you need to do in the unit. You can watch a video where either Alan <coughs> or May will give you an introduction to the unit. You can watch the video by selecting Play on the movie player. You can adjust the volume. Turn on closed captions and watch the video in full screen mode. You will need to select a task from the left navigation. Once you select the task, you will see that there are three screens. Introduction, Training Room and Workplace. Let's look at the first one, Introduction. On this screen, you will find a video that will introduce you to the task. You will also hear how small changes made by individuals in manufacturing businesses have led to big changes throughout their workplaces and on the environment. To move to the next screen, you can select the next option in the left navigation, or you can use the next button at the top of the screen. The previous button at the top of the In the training room, there are a number of things you will need to do. There are five tabs on this screen. First, check what to do, as it clearly sets everything out. In the next tab, case study, you can watch a video and listen to how people completed the task you are about to complete. You can get some great ideas and insights from the workplace. The video here has two sections. An introduction to the people, their role and their business, and a section where they talk about the task that you are about to do. You can select the different sections of the videos from the video menu button. Remember to select on the video button once you have made your selection. Again, you can adjust the volume, turn closed captions on or off, look at the video in full screen mode, and read the text version of the video. Once you have watched and listened to the case study, you will need to think about what you have just watched. The best way to do this is participate in discussion about the issues. In discussion, you will find questions that can be completed either by yourself or in a group. Make sure you check with your trainer what they want you to do in this section. There are also some suggested online tools that could help you work with other learners. Check support materials, and here you will find documents that will help to explain issues that you might not be familiar with in this task. Make sure you do the quiz before leaving the training room. You will find out if you know enough to complete the workplace task. If you don't, it will give you some suggestions where you can go to learn more. The next part of the task is that you can get to it by using the buttons at the top of the screen or use the left navigation. Here you can complete the activity in your own workplace. If you don't have a workplace, you can complete the activity in the toolbox workplace. Make sure you follow the steps on this page as there is a lot to do. When you start the activity, you open a word document. Make sure that you save it to your computer. Your trainer may ask to see this, and you do not want to lose your work. If you get stuck and don't know what to do, have a look at the sample solution. In the toolbox, you'll see screens that do not change throughout the unit. Let's look at these now. Do you remember the screen support materials in training room? Well, you can access all the documents for all the tasks from support materials in the left navigation. If you hear a word that you do not know the meaning of, have a look at the glossary. If you have a mobile phone, MP3 or MP4 player, like an iPhone, you can download the case study to your device, so you don't have to watch the one if you Go to download, select the case study you want to watch, and right-click on your mouse to save it to your computer. You will then need to transfer it to your device. If you are not sure where you are in the toolbox, have a look at the site map. You can get to any page from the site map. 
if you forget how the toolbox works, you can always see this tour again from here. If you want to use online tools to do your work in the toolbox, have a look at online tools. You will get a few ideas and suggestions if you want to use tools like wikis and blogs for your work. Remember the RLP tool. You can access it from here. Fine. If you have any questions, go to help. Well, that ends the tour. And you can watch this tour anytime you get there. Good luck. And I hope you get a lot out of sustainable manufacturing toolbox. Ciao, people. I think you're supposed to represent um, the particular industry <laughs> cohort. But I, I thought it was a really good one to show you. All of the toolboxes do very similar things, but it's good that they've put some audio behind this one and actually stepped you through. Um, and in particular, if you look at, you know, participate in environmentally sustainable work practices, implement and monitor sustainable work practices, and the third one was um, develop workplace policy and procedures for sustainability. Whilst this is manufacturing, you can see that there's a lot of information that could be used across multiple industries. So um, I guess we keep pushing the notion that we don't want you to just say discard that because it's timber or sustainable manufacturing or music, but to actually look at the rich resource built within it and use shame as the toolbox champion to help you understand how you can customise and download those materials so that you can then make them rich for your particular industry. Any questions? When you're talking about the... Sorry. With using the, the different parts of this, the toolbox, say if we're going to use just the one unit of that, would we have to buy that whole toolbox or can we customise that as part of the package elsewhere? Do you want to answer? Um, I'll be illustrating later on where you get the individual components of it from if it is in the toolbox repository. Not all components of all toolboxes are available. I'll answer that again. Um, if the toolbox has been... Um, put into the toolbox repository, you would be able to download individual learning objects from that repository. But don't assume that all toolboxes have been put into the toolbox repository because not all of them have. So all these new ones, we would assume, would be put into the toolbox repository as part of their development process. Okay, so if you're looking at an older one, it may be in the repository, may not be. So remember what I said at the beginning about Series 6? I think we've done in terms of individual learning objects up to everything after series six should be a learning object within the toolbox repository. Anything before that, so for example, may I, if you were looking at um, maybe certificate two in security operations, which is a series five, 504 under asset security, that may not have been disaggregated into learning objects. We've been trying to work, so maintenance program that we have, we try to pick the key um, toolboxes that are being used and if they're prioritised, if they're being downloaded a lot, if people are accessing them a lot, viewing them a lot, then we'd say this is a priority. Okay, um, But I can check if you've got a particular one that you're focusing on that, you know, I can say, I can very quickly find out for you, yes or no. Um, that's okay. Before you leave today, I'll give you a list of how to get into the toolbox repository and download those resources. So just grab one of these on the way out if you haven't already been there. There you go. My question is about a student um, capturing student participation and I'm just wondering if there is a way when a student does indeed complete a when a student does complete a, a quiz within the toolbox, is there a way that the teacher Based 
Arabella, so it's not really intended to be a uh, summative assessment tool. It, the, the assessments on there can be turned into summative assessments, but you've got to think of your own sort of validation within your own context to do that. So that's all part of the process. How do, how do your students normally communicate with your, your facilitator or teacher? The toolbox developers aren't to know that because they can be implemented across such a broad range of uh, environments. So the answer in short is no, but Debbie might have some more comment on that. I guess one of the ways that you can do it is by using something like Moodle. So you would upload the toolbox into Moodle and whilst you might not get um, the tracking of students completing a self-assessed quiz, what you will be able to do is use the uh, assignment dump box, mailbox, so that if a student has to complete a task, so example would be a good one would be the asset maintenance one, uh, squeaky clean, where there was a task and a, a Word document, a series of questions. If the student had to complete that and that, that was uploaded into a learning management system by automatically clicking into their login, they are sending their finished piece of work into the LMS, which is then tracking what the student um, activity is, giving you the document, which is effectively might be their assessment. Um, remember with everything, probably the biggest question we get is, you know, are they AQTF compliant? You know, how does it work with auditors? The question is that this is a resource, okay? It's a support resource for you in the classroom. You still have to build around that. If I gave you a, 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 a book, a textbook and said, here's a new great book on asset maintenance, you would still have to build around that assessment. So exactly the same thing, you still have to build around your structure with the resources. But yes, it's doable, um, you just have to be creative. Uh, thanks. Once the toolbox has been purchased, is there a limit on the number of times it can be used? No. You purchase it, it can go on your central server. So if you're part of a TAFE, uh, you purchase it once and then it can go onto a central database and, and accessible to all, all places. Yeah. It's accessible to all your staff and students. You just can't make it accessible to the whole world. Yeah. So your clients and staff. It yeah. has to sit behind a username and a password. Yeah. And just a second question. Um, where, uh, where are the units listed for each toolbox, for example, like the number of units of competency? Is that on the website or do you have a document that lists the units of competency that are available? Shane, Shane might show you. Um, so for this particular toolbox, you would go into the web page and list the units of competence for that toolbox. So I'll just show you the main page. It lists all the toolboxes for you. That brochure that I've given you, of course, is never up to date. You know, a piece of paper, things change all the time. So when you know where this uh, website is, you would normally go there to get the latest information. That brochure put on someone else's desk at work who, who you were trying to get interested in e-learning, just put that in front of them to give some ideas. But the latest information will be on the website. So I'll just show you. Can I just add to that? Add to that that the, the brochure you have in front of you does include the series 13 but not yet the series 14 toolboxes. So, so on the screen that I'm at now, and the address for this is in, on the brochure that you've already got. You can either list them in order of the series that Debbie was referring to earlier. So, there's the series 13 right back through time to the Series 1s. And there is still one of the toolboxes there being marketed from that time that long ago. But it's not to say that none of that other material is being used. It certainly is because RTOs grab this content and they turn it into their own content. They develop it over a number of years. It just heads off in different directions depending on which RTO has the content. So they all develop it themselves. But I'll just show you that you can list the toolboxes in order of training package or in order of um, the series. So that's a list in series. Here we go in order of training package. It's coming along now, coming along. I'll be here any minute. And so when you want to see the units of competence for each of those toolboxes, you would just click on the code or on the toolbox name and see the competencies there. So I've got another question in the centre there. Where's that microphone? Sorry. 
just to add to that question, um, are you saying that there's no um, option to, that you don't have an index of all units listed and which toolbox they're linked in? Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying there. You could probably do a search through the um, toolbox repository on the competency number and therefore that would show you all the learning objects that are associated with that unit of competence and it'll also tell you the toolboxes. There's a little bit of a long way around to do it, I agree. Yep. There is no central database of those units available to the public. I'm sure they have one at eWorks, so a database. Mm, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> one of the things that um, we're doing between now and the end of June, it's only about 38 days of work, so I'm not sure how far we're going to get. But one of the things we've been talking about, um, you may not be aware that the framework is coming to the end of its current iteration. So it's had a strategy that's been around for um, three years. This is the end of our third or four years, the end of our third strategy. Um, we're awaiting um, a report, a proposal going to NSOC, which is the national standing officials committee which is reports directly to the government to determine whether or not the framework continues um, and if it does continue in what format uh, what formation it will continue so a new strategy is being has been proposed we should know the outcome by the end of the month maybe early June uh, at the moment, um, we've got funding till the end of the year and that funding also has been put in as a proposal to say, okay, well, if the framework doesn't continue, what is the maintenance program that will go into supporting all of this work? If the framework is refunded under a new strategy, what is it we would like to see move forward in the next three to four years of that strategy? One of the things between now and the end of June that I'm looking to do as part of my role as toolbox manager is actually doing a little bit of that mapping exercise. And that's to say that I've spent a lot of time this morning showing you the toolboxes but also saying there's a wealth of information out there that you know often we'll get a phone call from people uh, and the one that comes to mind is financial services. You know, the toolbox is 12 years old. Uh, there's nothing out there. We've got a real demand in this industry. We've got a new qualification, a new training package. How can you help me? But within all of the other toolboxes, you may very well find some of those business units that have been developed, but just in a different area. So the activity that I'm looking at doing is trying to do that mapping exercise to identify if there's a unit of OH&S where might also be found and if there's a unit in workplace safety where might it be found so which training packages can I find these in it's a little bit deeper than doing a search through the repository it's actually about saying well if we then have to or wanted to try and pull this information together to to give you the information where might you look for information that would fit in other training packages um, yeah, so, yeah. I always mention in the workshops that if people are going to search for uh, units of competence, that's a good starting search, but never move too far away from the fact that you should do generic searches as well. Things like calculations, addition, mathematics, they're found across a great range of toolboxes in a whole lot of areas. Debbie's shown a new one there today. It's in fabrication. It's in uh, specialist games that are in the toolbox repository. And if you were searching on competency codes, you would never find those resources. So by all means, search for a competency code, but also do very generic searches. You'll be surprised at what turns up. If you can get the peak preview up, um, I'll just show you an example of that in the numbers activity, in the numbers toolbox. No, just up on here. Yeah, I've got it there, so all you have to do is just move it across. Um, a, a perfect example of that one is the numbers toolbox that's being developed at the moment. It's basically around numeracy, measurement, ratio, volume, calculations. Um, just click through. You can see measurement, so it takes you through the measure twice, cut once. Oh, sorry, the measure twice, cut once. Um, I'm a quilter, and that's the best lesson you can ever learn. Measure twice, cut once, because when you're cutting very expensive fabric, you only get one chance at it. Um, really good examples 
particularly targeted around the construction area, but cutting timber. You know, if you get it wrong, you get it wrong. You cut that timber, it's not going to fit. That beam is not going to fit. Um, this is the ratio. It uses real-life examples. You know, what's the proportion of uh, one to three ratio, oil to vinegar making a salad, you know, that sort of thing. Um, it's very, very simple. It's got support from uh, the uh, high-level numeracy experts in the country. Most of this can be used across any industry. So there's no need in having to redo it again. You just have to think about how you can build this into the project that you're working on. But you can see mixing, cordial, cleaning solutions, concrete. It's quite specific uh, and quite basic, but very, very much in demand. High schools, uh, disability programs, uh, literacy programs, literacy and numeracy programs, entry-level apprenticeship programs, you know, um, and those people that perhaps have just, you know, worked their way through training but not actually understood numeracy. When I talked about the work that I had done in the asset maintenance or the cleaning industry, it was interesting that the company we worked with, the numeracy level, if you're, if you're familiar with um, uh, the literacy scales, the numeracy of most of those workers was at the lowest level. Now, they need to be able to calculate um, all of those chemicals, the ratios and the proportions, and yet when we took that back to the company, the company said, don't worry about the numeracy, they can look it up on a chart. And so the literacy was what they wanted to focus on, focus on and the computer skills, but here was something that they did not want to focus on. Here's a resource that had it been available, I could have sent those clients to, those participants to, and said, work your way through this. You know, here's some activity that you can do independently. Microphone. construction industry but it's actually linked to the certificates in general education for adults more so than um, I think there's a couple of units in terms of uh, plan and plan and measure calculations but it's at the lowest lowest level it actually covers about 14 train uh, 14 uh, qualifications So it's, it's very simple, it's very, very clear. You know, if you're working in any, anything, you could almost, where numeracy is an issue, being able to bring that in. Yeah. So this is from the fabrication toolbox, a totally different scenario. And yet we're dealing with uh, a student that has problems with basic, basic mathematics as well. So you can get these resources from a number of different areas. I'll just show you how this one here works. It's very animated, so maybe the, maybe the student can pick up on that, whereas they've failed with the written or reading method. So it lays it out in thousands, hundreds, tens and units. Um, I know it's the old way of doing mathematics, but perhaps if the student didn't gel with what's happening in schools at present, maybe they can go back to this older method. So, it, as I said, the animation sort of kicks in with the 9 plus the 3, gives us the 12, so we carry the 1. And then uh, we go the 2 plus the 3 plus the 1 in a very animated uh, fashion. So I, I refreshed myself on how to do um, long division, which I'd forgotten since school, so now I can do long division again by uh, having this toolbox. So. Can I just say I've got a son who's a police officer and he did calculus in year 12, got you know almost a perfect score in that specialist maths and when he applied for the police entrance exam failed the numeracy because he didn't know how to do long division. So... He should have used a toolbox. <laughs> he had to come home and ask his nine-year-old brother to teach him how to do it. He said, I can't, I don't know how to do it, I can't remember. Are there any other questions or we might wrap it up there and have a cup of tea? So I guess I should officially say I launch, I haven't got a champagne bottle, <laughs> I launched the, uh, the toolboxes or at least the four of them that are ready and three more that are nearly, nearly there. So yes, um, well they're all available for preview. 
So the, the question was um, which ones are ready. They're all available for preview. The ones that you can purchase are sustainable manufacturing, music, uh, license to plumb and harness the sun. The three that are almost there are Timber Plus, Squeaky Clean and Fresh or Freezing. And we're hoping they're just like, you know, we didn't test on the IE9 platform and so there were a couple of glitches. Uh, we're waiting for a CD booklet and, and the market, the layout, the final desktop on another one. So they are so close. Uh, if you have a particular interest in any of them and you want to know when they're released, um, leave Shane your details or you can take my card and as soon as they're available, uh, I can send you an email and let you know. Debbie, I'd just like to thank you very much. Um, on behalf of the New South Wales Framework team and all the people here, thank you so much for your time this morning and for a fascinating insight into, uh, into how we can use these great new resources. So thank you so much. Thank you. I hope I've whet your appetite at least. <laughs>